Bonjour, hi, I'm Pascal Auclair. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. J'espère que cet enseignement vous sera aidant. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed. Vous pouvez me soutenir en cliquant sur le bouton sous ma photo. Your support is greatly appreciated. Merci. Bonjour. Morning. Um, beautiful day for practice. No, we're very, uh, very lucky. Actually, pretty much any weather is a perfect day for practice from a certain perspective. Um, and... Uh, Yeah, I'll say a few words uh, about practice this morning, as we do uh, every morning at this time. Um, so the way I'm thinking about it just now, live, as it's happening, is uh, what are the instructions uh, in a way for, for me also, for me, What are my instructions? What instructions will I be working with uh, today? So what comes to mind is, uh, you know, I have, some, I have uh, kind of impressions left from uh, last night, uh, last evening talk. So for me, as I start the day, uh, this would be something I would want to refer to. It's like, what's left for me here? What can I work with? What, you know, and so there's something about... Uh, You know, a curious curiosity for presently arisen phenomena in a candid way or innocent, almost a naive way, a fresh beginner's mind, maybe. Uh, so, to me, these, this would be an instruction I would want to work with. Like, how? Oh, what could it mean for me? Here now, what could it mean for me as I'm sitting, standing, lying down here? What could it mean just now to have a fresh look, uh, to uh, renounce preconceived ideas and biases that I have on what it is to be me or what it is to be a human being and discover this as if it was happening for the first time? And then uh, I think I remember what uh, often we uh, call the first foundation of mindfulness, what, uh, what this mindfulness lands on, what it's invited to land on. Uh, and the first uh, invitation or suggestion, instruction from the Buddha seems to be uh, the material world, the physicality of things, the body and its sensitivity. So it seems like it's always worth it, always a good exploration, always a good, uh, a good thing for 
you know, a good sponge for water, you know, to uh, come close, uh, let attention infuse the body, the living body, the sensing body, the breathing body. Actually, for me, the way it unfolds these days, because practice changes huh, over the days or the years. And so this, the way I'm in relationship through mindfulness with uh, this materiality or physicality uh, is um, very personal. But, you know, just sharing notes on practice. Often, is, um, as I, you know start practicing or start again <laughs> when I got lost in fascination for thoughts is just to discover the environment. You know, just to discover the temperature, the light, the soundscape. It's a way to, uh, uh, in a way, to come into the body because that's the body that feels all this. But it's not as kind of con- frontal, confrontational, as like, okay, I'm supposed to be in my body. To me, it's a little softer. It's like, oh, what's happening here? Oh, these sounds are heard. This quality of silence. And then slowly I come closer, you know. Whatever appears, the temperature in the room, maybe, or at the skin, And then the ground, oh yeah, somehow it's known where is the bottom, where is the top, you know, it's pressing somewhere. And then, oops, the breath appears, the body's sensitive to its own movement. That's all what we could call first foundation, body awareness. Awareness of uh, the material world is very much there for a human being, otherwise we would be, I don't know what, Devas, angels, spirits. So that's a whole field. And as uh, I think I mentioned, maybe briefly, partly yesterday, the Buddha talks, the way he invites us to be aware of this is by awareness of breath. So not controlling the breath. That would be something else, some other practice. Here we let the breath be as natural as possible, so we're not trying to make this one or that part longer or this or that. We just discover how the body breathes by itself. So the breath, the posture, so simple. The sensations... Yeah, the body lying down, sitting, standing, walking, whatever form it finds itself into is a good uh, place to, for the attention to land, to land. And so it's a practice, it's a real exploration here today. Because for most of us, I think, anyway, I'll talk for myself, the attention often goes somewhere else in speculation in mind uh, creations 
and I get fascinated and caught, imprisoned, taken for a ride, duped, fooled, you know. I easily think I'm somewhere, somewhere else, doing something else, having another conversa- conversation. That's basic delusion. So here in the lab, we have the chance to clarify this. Oh, here, here. What's here? It's a good way to discover that maybe there's not immediate threat, which we might sometimes be deluded thinking there is. You know, which is the rest of my life, you know. But here there's just this, this body sitting or standing, lying down, breathing, hearing. So, I think I would want to explore what it is to be in connection with this and to, is it possible to maintain that connection? To stay, to stay instead of departing in uh, speculation, proliferation, storytelling. And then there's another aspect of experience that the Buddha is inviting us to know as it's happening. Uh, The big umbrella term for this is mind state. Mind state. So what's, what's the state of this mind or heart, if you want, right now. That is something that's a foundation also of mindfulness. Something that uh, we're invited to become conscious of, be lucid about, be curious about. And it's always happening. There's always a mind state or attitude or some quality of the mind or heart. It's happening just now. Maybe some of us are probably upset here. It's happening now, probably. Some of us are tuning in, listening. It's possible. Sometimes it's possible. Sometimes it's not possible. And we can become aware of it as it's happening. Oh, obsessed agitated, calm, curious, confused, light, joyful, amused, ambivalent. There's so many textures. And we have the chance here today, as we're here in the hall or at home, as we're in the dining hall, in the bedroom, outside, Wherever we find ourselves, in the coat room, wherever we find ourselves, uh, there's always a body, a posture, or the breath, or um, some sound environment, some soundscape. And there's also always a mind state. Sometimes we're rushing. You know, here we're invited to slow down. That's a kind of a approved technique, approach to mindfulness, very powerful, slowing down, just to get outside of habit, moving a little slower, moving the fork a little slower, 
putting on the jacket a little slower, just a tiny little slower, just to move out of habit. And as we do this, many things will be revealed. So I'll be walking very slowly, maybe, or moving slowly through space, but I'll discover the state of mind that is rushing inside. You know? And all these discoveries to make, by slowing down, paying attention to the body, becoming interested, curious about the immediate experience being here now. What's the state of this being, of the meditator right now? No judgment. We just want to know, just curious. Sometimes, uh, or for a while, maybe not now, but for a few years, the way I thought about this was... uh, I'll use an imagery here. Um, it appeared to me that, uh, you know, I, as I was sitting there in the hall, and you know, there were these different mind state, emotions, uh, qualities passing by, and it seemed to me a little bit like, um, you know, when. I don't know if you had the chance to do this. That's something I had the chance to do a few times in my life is visit different uh, national parks. And I'm thinking, especially in the United States, Yosemite, Death Valley, Joshua Tree. You know, there's, there's so many. And it's such different environment, isn't it? And it's a little bit like this with mind states. You know, sometimes that's the feeling that... Uh, I have, it's like, oh, just entered the National Park of Fear. You know, there's this particular geology, ambiance, you know, this particular fauna or flora. It feels a certain way. And then you enter, you know, the National Park of Gratitude or Joy. And it's such a different experience. Clearly, it's not the same park. And, you know, people visit these parks. They come in and go out. It's of the public domain. So not to make it too personal. It's like, oh, here we are. We're in that environment. So as we're here today, chances are uh, we're going to visit different emotional parks, national parks, international parks. The Buddha, when he gives instructions around this, is... It's remarkably simple. So simple. When the mind is gathered, know the mind is gathered. When the mind is scattered, know the mind is scattered. When the mind or heart is vast or expansive, know it is. When it's uptight, know it is. I'm putting it in my words. You know? When the heart is broken, know the heart is broken. When the heart is closed, light, neutral, know it is like this. No judgments whatsoever, just this curiosity. Oh, look at that. The tearing apart heart. Et voila, we're right in it. Kind of falling back into the midst of humanity. Whatever you feel, is exactly uh, human nature. And it can be known uh, just as it is. 
How does it feel in the body? What's the kind of tonality? Some emotions are pleasant to feel, like self-righteousness. feels really good. I'm right, you're wrong, love it. Maybe, maybe not. Some emotions, shame, grief, unpleasant to feel. So we can touch this. Boredom, desire. Sometimes for us, when there's a mind state, we're caught in the story about it, the narration about it. Here, in this, fin- in this lab, in this research center, we just want to know the experience of it. The experience in the body, the ambiance in the mind, the tonality, texture of it. Just know it simply. Oh, discouraged. Discouraged feel, feels like this. Discouragement. Curiosity, attention feels like this. Scatteredness. So we can maybe name. Sometimes we can name. Sometimes we can't, but we can feel it. So that's something we could uh, explore today. Body, breath, environment, posture. And sometimes what will stand out is the particular quietness that is there, or the particular way that we're not available at all because we're under the spell or under occupation, preoccupied. And so we become aware in the presently arisen uh, emotion. And that's the kind of invitation here on retreat. We retreat from the world to go and check out what's happening here, here. And so we turn the camera. The camera might be like, oh, over there, this is happening over there, this is happening over there. And we come here. That's why we retreated from the world to see how is this heart here? We take care of this here. And there's a lot of possibility of balance, clarity, compassion. In the wake of mindfulness, mindfulness is like a doorway. And there's presence, high-quality presence. Well, we're working on this. High-quality presence. Values naturally arise. Our values that we would like to live by. With attention, they can arise. So we're developing this year. We came to this lab, this research center, to develop this, and then we'll return to the world. Maybe it'll be more... We'll have more clarity to decide how to engage with the world, what to do. You know, who to write to, who to call, where to stand, where to sit. what to do about the world. But the idea of the retreat is we come to study this human heart so that we can act wisely in the world. And so for me, that's what I'll say about the world that of course is in turmoil. 
and here we retreat. And if it's here in the heart, then we check it in the heart, the world. Okay, let's play with this a little bit. And I know when I say this, sometimes it's possible to play with things. Sometimes we're just trying to survive here. There's no, there's no play, you know. So see, you know, adapt the, this for your uh, situation and needs. It's absolutely okay to start standing if it, uh, if it's available to you and could be helpful. make whatever adjustment uh, is going to be uh, helpful. And we don't have to produce anything. We don't have to make anything happen. It all will be revealed by itself. We just create that little connection with what is here, what is here in this environment, in this body. And very naturally, the quality of the heart, mind, psyche, will be revealed. As we hear with... uh, sounds or silence as we're here with breath. At some point we'll discover the state of the meditator. And that's our field of research today. felt in the heart, mind, psyche is uh, intense, of course. It often is, or it sometimes is. You could open the eyes and see if it's helpful to look at the light, the Buddha, a plant, outside. It's not denial. Uh, skills skill of accompanying oneself through turmoil if it's there And of course, some states of mind don't have much features or characteristics. They don't stand out. So it looks or feels pretty neutral. That's quite something. Maybe we can become curious about this too. mind where there's not big struggle. It's something something that happens sometimes to human beings. 
So discovering the environment maybe now, just if you want. environment at this point of the day, in this room, it's like this now, around me. Maybe discovering the body. There's a body here, alive, sensitive. It's happening now, breathing. We don't have to dig, go get anything. Let the impressions reveal themselves in their own time. some point we'll discover maybe the ease or unease in the mind, heart. by being here with the sounds or silence, with the breath, we'll discover the state of mind of the meditator attending to sounds or breath. Sometimes the mind has a lot to say. We can become aware of this. Sometimes it has very little to say. We can become aware of this.
as we are attending to body, at some point mind is revealed. And if it feels confusing, then just stay with the body. The body sitting, breathing, hearing. Sometimes a wave of boredom, maybe. Ah, what luck. A new phenomena, an operation, alive, living, passing through. Can it be known just as it is? Or some momentary quietness. Can it be felt? Can it be experienced just as it is? 
bolt of frustration. Wow, intense, hot. Can it be experienced consciously? Or some friendliness, a friendly mind feels like this.
Sometimes something happening in the body triggers something for the mind. Sensation felt in the body will maybe bring curiosity or fear or aversion. A sound will create a a mood, irritation or curiosity. And sometimes something felt in the mind will create ripples in the body. A sound uh, was just heard and maybe it triggered something in the mind. Liberation, freed from the meditation, you know. And so we can track this, we can become interested in this as it's happening. That's, uh, we could say, the entirety of our experience, body-mind. It's a way to divide. These things are very, very related, but for study purposes. So this body, this mind, and we can become aware of the body and its posture, as it's breathing, 
being sensitive and uh, the sensitivity of the heart or mind also to moods, emotions, those that are present. Sometimes we care a lot more about those that we want to feel or that we did feel. Or, and here we come back to that field of uh, awareness of research, present time, here, now. What's being felt here now? Yeah, but we're there next week. What's it? How is it here now? Here now, not in a judgmental way. Don't you dare. In a curious way. Oh, look at that. Look at that. How it is right now here. With emotions, maybe particularly with afflictive emotions, uh, see if it's true for you. Often we are under the spell identified, of course, very natural. Um, and uh, and uh, yeah, we're very natural. We would be taken for a ride with uh, emotions. And so often with afflictive emotion, we either are under the spell, uh, duped, by it, uh, or we don't want, despise, don't want the emotion. And here we're doing something very delicate. It's truly delicate. We cannot, you know, it needs to really tune in. So we're working on this. Uh, so not being taken for a ride in obsession, or despair, or discouragement, or etc., and not judging it and not want, wanting it, despising it, but this it's what we call the middle path. I think it's more like a tight rope, you know, of being conscious of, very simple, being conscious of, waking up, oh, uh, this is what's happening, shame, shame is here. Not, I don't want shame, I have enough of shame in my life, you know, or yes, I should... I'm the worst person ever, I don't belong, I don't shoot. You know, so in the middle path, just went, whoa, shame, how powerful how, or how subtle. You're walking around, slight little shame. You know, others do it well, you don't. It won't say that, it's just like a soundtrack. Failure. You know, so just... This middle path here of becoming curious. Oh, look at this. Look at this. What's presently arisen. What's lurking in the back. Like pretending to be intelligent. You know, to know better. Or what's right there in the foreground and three-dimensional all over the place. You know, this anxiety, fear, this wanting to be somebody else, somewhere else, something else. Feeling something else. So just becoming aware. Oh, yeah. Wanting to be back home now. I signed up for this voluntarily. <laughs> Wanted to be there because I felt miserable at home. Now I really want to be home. <laughs> Feel miserable here. Okay. <laughs> it feels like this. So not taken for it, like not believing, not being duped by the emotion, but aware of it. Ah. It feels like this. I'm the best meditator right now. No, it's true. No, I'll be. Let me be duped for a few minutes. No, oh, it feels like I'm the best. I'm the worst. Oh, it appears like this. Becoming aware of the presently arisen mood. Huh? Curious about this. So it's not easy, but it's possible to do. 
It's absolutely possible. So we're playing with this today. We're exploring this path to freedom. Uh, okay. We have a, f- a few minutes for questions about practice. Sorry? Oh, no, I can repeat. Uh, oh, is that were we asked to do this? or No. no? Uh, thank you so much, Marie-Hélène. I think, uh, yeah, well, since you ask. <laughs> Habits run uh, strong, no? Is that the expression? I've never, we've, I've never seen it with the mic here, so somehow I'm like, that's a very beautiful offer. Oh, wow, my God. There's a whole other world I didn't know existed. How amazing is that? Yes. So, what's, what's the question? It's good to hear the voices of uh, people in the community, just for that, you know. And because we can relate. Yes. There's too many mics. I found myself at moments caught up in the swirl of anxiety, fear, these very heavy emotions, as you put it last night. How do you have any advice for how to kind of note and separate from these things? Because it feels like they just take up your whole universe when they're really strong and in this environment. I think they're a bit heightened. Yeah, thank you for asking. Thank you. I think um, I think many of us can relate to this. Um, yeah, and we'll be taken for swirls uh, here and there a few more times, I believe. Most of us. Uh, and so for me, the first thing that comes to mind uh, is um, this mental note that I take. I mean, it's more than a mental note. It's, it really has a meaning for me is uh, first I start with, of course. Anything that I feel, I start with uh, taking this note of, of course. Of course. You know, the mind would be in turmoil. How could it not be when you're a sensitive being and there's this uh, uncertainty, these things, you know, we're often separated from what we want, from ourselves, from, you know, our relationship for the world. So, of course, you know, being sensitive uh, to what works well and, you know, will be uh, taken for a ride like this. So, so for me, there's this, of course, of course, my love. There's, there's this thing that is happening. Um, and so no judgment in this way. And then maybe what comes to mind is the first uh, foundation that I was talking about. It's this, uh, you know, the physical environment because sometimes there's a kind of a vortex of thoughts and emotions, as you described very well. And uh, not on this one, but on pretty much all other images of the Buddha that we see usually when the Buddha is sitting. Often you'll see uh, it looks like he's sitting uh, straight like this, but he's actually, uh, uh, if you look well, with the right hand touching the ground. And so he was experiencing exactly what you described, big swirl, turmoil of doubt and this and that. And so uh, what he does in this moment or how I and others uh, understand it is he 
comes to something uh, very simple, concrete, uh, where there's no speculation, what's going to happen, the uncertainty of the rest, am I worthy of something, am I worth something? It might be, it can go in so many ways, the mind is so creative. Uh, but he does something very simple, he touches the ground. And so that's why I was saying maybe opening the eyes can be helpful. Uh, if, it, if we remember, sometimes we're, it's so intense that we don't even remember that maybe there's something that we can find in the environment that is, uh, I don't know if that's the right word in English, in French it would work, appeasing, that brings some peace to mind, some balance, some... Uh, uh, so looking at the Buddha, looking outside. So this is not denial, this is skill. And so sometimes we call it, I think, titration in English. So it's this touch and go. So you, there's something happening. Often it's intense in the heart area, in the throat or the belly, and it grabs all attention. And if one remembers to say, yes, this is happening, this is happening, what else? What else is happening? And then looking around and finding a plant or something and just, you know, to as a boy, is that the, the word? Like, boy, boy, boy? Boy, Kinder, boy. I'm working on it. And uh, so this can be helpful. And so here it means, or at home, uh, you'll, you'll see what are the possibilities. Here it might mean, uh, you know, going for tea, going to rest a little, or bundling up, Although today is going to be not so bad here in Massachusetts. Uh, yeah, bundling up anyway, just because it feels good and warm. And going to, you know, in the forest or the garden or the just in, see the sky. So there's a whole art of uh, refreshing the mind. But sometimes even beauty is not available. We're so much under occupation, so preoccupied that it's not available, but sometimes there is a little opening, you know, and we can go and refresh a little bit the mind or nourish the mind. Uh, we can do this internally with uh, benevolence, you know. I care. I care about this pain, this ache, tenderness, compassion. It might be something we remember at some point on the other side of the peak or the, the, the bottom you know, that we remember that there's a possibility maybe of being very tender, accompanying oneself with words, with gestures. I don't want to make the mic make so much sound, but, you know, putting the hand like this or, or here, whatever works for you, uh, caressing a little bit this being. So that, that's the art here that we're, you know, maybe working on is learning to accompany oneself company oneself because there will be these things uh, again and again happening and so it's not easy but it's possible at some point some points it's not possible we're just it's just too much and there's a moment where and sometimes a, a good meal you know a nap you know slowly it's very slow over decades I think we're learning to replace um, survival mechanism no there's another other word another expression for this you know uh, in english 
uh, and we're very slowly building uh, qualities and skill, courage, tenderness, uh, patience, all these, it takes time to build this capacity. And slowly we'll be able to, you know, let go of the bottle of wine, let go of the TV, let go of all the devices we have to survive, you know. And more and more it will come from the inside. So here in this lab, we're exploring this. It's not easy, but it's possible to develop this capacity to, uh, you know, in the midst of despair, stay somewhat stable, you know. Uh, Yeah, so these are a few things that come to mind, and we'll probably offer more, and you'll find it's it's costly, it seems really costly, but we can find our own ways. And when we do, on the other side, you know, like here it feels very painful, but when we find these resources inside, then we thought, it was not costly, these 10 years of practice, (laughs) seeming like they were leading nowhere. Now that I've got this on my side, you know, I, I, I think 10 years was nothing. You know, it was really cheap, actually, for the treasure that I have now. Yeah, thank you for asking. And maybe, yes, one last uh, question. Uh, My question is, if you could speak to the the uh, practical application and relationships of your personal practice. Um, I know that for me, the mindfulness is easier for my personal practice, but when I'm in the moment, in a difficult situation, it's not that easy to access it hmm. so that I can bring it into that practical um, application in my, my daily life. If you could speak to that, I'd appreciate yeah. it. Thank you for asking. Um, so, um, a, you know, wisdom. What is wisdom? And in Buddhist thought, there's many ways to talk about wisdom. And one of the aspects of wisdom that I like a lot, of, or discernment, uh, I use this maybe synonymously right now, discernment, uh, one of the very beautiful aspects that we see develop uh, in practice, the kind of wisdom. Uh, It's called, uh, classically, it's called uh, the capacity to recognize uh, opportunities for practice. This is very embodied, it's not intellectual, but it's um, with the development of practice at some point, you know, like uh, you think it's only when you're meditating on the floor, eyes closed, and now you find out that, oh, no, you can be, you know, in your wheelchair, in, in the chair, you can do it standing, you can, and slowly it opens up, you know. And, and it's experiential, where you rem- suddenly there's a remembering. That's one way we translate sati, uh, mindfulness, remembering. So it's a sati, mindfulness remembers itself. That's the way practice develops. So at some point you're like in the middle of a conflict, and then you remember, whoa first foundation, I could feel the body here, it could be helpful, you know, to feel the body, to feel the breath. And then I remember my values of respect, of integrity, 
And then I remember that there is a little voice in there, intuition, you know. And so I get out of habits of reactivity and having people pay for what they said. And, and suddenly, and so it's a remembering. It's not easy, but possible. Repeating, <laughs> I've heard this today. Uh, and so that's how the practice unfolds. It's some t- at some point we, we, we remember, oh, here, with this very strong emotion, in the past, I wouldn't have remembered, but because I went on retreat and I put all these difficult hours of practice, you know, there's a remembering, and now you're in a relationship. Oh, it's beautiful what we're experiencing here. I could go towards uh, exuberance and excitement, but I can also like feel the body, feel the breath, really be nourished by the beauty of what is happening here, knowing it's going to pass, you know, knowing it's ephemeral, but it is in existence and precious. So instead of clinging to it, I want to keep it, it's so beautiful, I'll take a picture, let's do it again next week. You know, I'll be here, and I'll be like, wow, this is so meaningful what's happening here. And it's appearing, and it will disappear, and I will be a bit able to say I was really there for that. And so the practice, and that's why we come to a place like here. Because here we have, we're putting several hours. The proximate cause of uh, mindfulness... Uh, the, the, the main cause of mindfulness. It's an intru- what is the main cause for mindfulness to arise? It's a prior moment of mindfulness. And so here we're not just attentive in this moment. We're learning to be attentive. We're learning, the, we're having the whole system learn how to live with consciousness. And so at some point it will show up again where we didn't expect it or it was not available in the past. Is that helpful a little bit? Okay, good. And now, uh, it's time for some of us for meetings. Please come uh, promptly without rushing, if at all possible. And also, it's time for, uh, here on the schedule, it's walking. It's a very classic way to practice uh, meditation. What is meant by this, I think, is... um, we want something where there is, I said it yesterday uh, morning, but I'll repeat it. It's a practice where there is movement and eyes open that is extremely simple. So it's not daily life and it's not formal sitting practice. It's something in between. Maybe there's a lot of simplicity to what's happening and uh, maybe repetition. So walking back and forth is extremely simple. We're not even walking somewhere. We're just walking 10 steps turning around, and so we're introducing consciousness, lucidity, lucidness, uh, in something, and so it's not complex, we're not like trying to do a hundred things, so it's, it's extremely simple, so things will be revealed, we'll be training the mind to stay in connection, and we'll discover how, what are the habits of mind, of comparing, of wanting to be somewhere else, we're giving it something very simple, walking back and forth. If walking back and forth is not a possibility, it's not a problem. What, how can we do this? So what I suggested yesterday would, 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 was to bring the movement in the attention, move, sweep uh, the attention through the body up and down, or through hearing, seeing, feeling the body, maybe the mind state, feeling the, the toes or feet, if you can. It could be just making tea, but in an almost formal way, 
saying, okay, I'm going to make tea and I'm going to be there as I reach. As they reach uh, out, their arm uh, is unfolding. They know their arm is unfolding. As they, uh, or as she uh, uh, takes the cup and brings the cup, she knows she brings the cup. As he pours the water, he knows he pours the water. So you could make some little activity. So if you're at home, you're going to say, okay, I'm going to water one plant mindfully. So we have a very strong intention to do something very simple in movement with eyes open and, uh, and do it with a continuity of, pr- of presence. Is that possible? Let's check it out. And we'll see where the mind departs, you know, in speculations, uh, fascinations for thoughts. No judgment, just like, oh, amazing. I just wanted to pour tea in presence, and now I'm next week, you know. <laughs> of course, we came here for these things to be revealed. So there's, it's success. You know, it's not failure, it's success. It's been revealed. How the mind is easily hooked by storytelling. Have a good morning of practice. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.